0: Hey everyone, this is Harry and Hamza again. Today we're going to be talking a little bit about COVID and mental health. Um, so we've split the discussion into a few parts. The first is just looking at how COVID is affecting mental health. Then we're going to talk a little bit about how the field of mental health and psychiatry is itself being affected by AI-based technology, and finally, we talk about gaming and how gaming is changing the way we are interacting with our friends and family, and what impact is that going to have on our mental health? So to start things off, um, Harry, what do you think? How How is COVID affecting
1: mental health then? Yeah, thanks, Hamza. I think there are there are a few different aspects to this, and I think the first one is quite obvious to most people, and it's that lockdown is having a profound effect on people's feelings of isolation and loneliness so people who are already quite isolated will be affected far more than most and also I mean lockdown in in so many countries has meant that we can't any long we can't hang out with our friends we can't see our family um, for fear of precipitating infection and things like that so I think one thing I've really noticed in in terms of a society-wide impact is that we've had to change the nature of how we interact with our fellow human beings, right? We've shifted from predominantly face-to-face interaction to mostly Zoom meetings and online interaction. And I think that has had quite profound effects on on everyone, but particularly those who didn't already have social support networks in place. I think that's the first sort of big society-wide impact on mental health. I think the second is more related to those already with um, poor mental health and that's the issue of perhaps those who are reliant on outpatient services and face-to-face contact with clinicians and therapists um, those people who are already vulnerable and at risk of, uh, of episodic mental health disorders um, I think those people I mean there's, there's been a few papers in the Lancet for instance that have said those people are, are at very, very high risk of having um, really poor turns in their mental health and having really bad outcomes as a result. So I think these two things together present quite a unique set of challenges. And Hamza, you and myself, we both think that maybe there's some technological advancements that can really help us here. Um, and I think the first place is, is in clinical medicine, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there are so we've we've spoken about uh, technology and especially AI based technology and how it's changing fields like drug development and vaccines in our in the previous chats that we've had. So this time I looked a little bit into the field of psychiatry and mental health and saw what areas is technology making the biggest impact in. And essentially the two broad areas that it's making an impact in is first of all education and education of therapists so like um, psychotherapists is helping them get educated in a much more efficient and better way and secondly it is helping patients individually with quicker diagnosis and quicker referrals um, and quicker and management, whether that be a CBT program or, you know, an appointment with a psychiatrist. So these are the two broad areas. So the first area, which I spoke about, about education of psychotherapists, there is an app called Listen. And essentially what that does is currently psychotherapists rely on when they have a session with a patient, they rely on another psychotherapist to look through the transcript of their session with the patient and give them feedback based on that session. Now, Listen automates that process. It listens to all the the interaction you have with your patient. It automatically transcribes that uh, session. And then based on the experience of a panel of psychotherapists, it uses deep learning program to give you specific feedback to do with your empathy, your communication, et cetera, et cetera. Right. So now you're getting feedback quicker and you're getting feedback not from just one psychotherapist, but you're getting it from a variety. So that's a that's a huge application.
1: Right, and, and that feedback that's being given by a panel of experts, is that process of giving feedback, it's automated, is that right?
0: Yeah, of course. So that's, okay. it. It's, uh, it's, the program has the experience, kind of like the knowledge and experience embedded within it, and it uses that as a basis to get feedback.
1: Okay, so essentially what this app does is that it just makes the, the process of accrediting a psychotherapist, it makes that much more quick by removing the manual process and automating it.
0: Well, yeah, I think quick. It certainly does it quicker. But what is more to gain from this is a more detailed feedback, a more personalised feedback um, that is essentially incorporates the expertise of more than one psychotherapist. So I think that's the key over here. And okay. um, yeah,
1: makes sense. All right, and and do you see any other applications for technology? in the field of clinical mental health care.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So like I said previously, the second uh, broad area in which it's having an impact is uh, the patient experience. So let's look at diagnosis, for example. So there is an app called Ginger, right? And what it does is it looks at your behavior patterns, especially your phone, mobile phone related behavior patterns. So how many text messages have you sent that week? How many phone calls have you made that week? And it continuously monitors that in the background. Uh, and based on that, and it and the known patterns. for specific mental health conditions, especially acute episodes of specific mental health conditions like mania episode for bipolar disorder. It can then um, help detect these episodes uh, of mania so for example it has been linked that if you know certain behavior patterns to do with text messages and phone calls are associated with an episode of mania and when the program picks that up it can then um, signpost that to your mental health practitioner who can then take steps necessary to prevent you from um, you causing any harm to yourself essentially and offer that management at an earlier possible time. So these are the two big, big exciting areas where, um, essentially, technology is being used.
1: So, with the the Ginger app, is um, it, does it have any predictive capability? Can it can it predict a a manic episode before it happens, or is it more about um, raising the attention of the clinician as it's happening?
0: Yeah, so I guess it depends on. Uh, what information is available to the program and it also depends on how good the program is at uh, at detecting that information right, right. so uh- as as the as you as the program gets more gains more and more data, it becomes more and more sensitive to picking up slight variations in your, for example, text messaging habits or phone call habits. And then, as it becomes more sensitive, it obviously its ability to pick up those episodes before they the symptoms manifest themselves or the symptoms get a little bit severe um, gets better, right? So it becomes better at picking these up quicker and quicker.
1: Okay, so it learns according to the data that from from an individual?
0: Yeah, so it is based on a deep learning program. So yeah, certainly there's an aspect of learning from that in
1: there. Okay, great. All right, so moving on from the clinical side of mental health care and how technology could be applied there, particularly with COVID where we're seeing um, a, an increased demand for mental health services, but also a, a reduced ability of, of our current face-to-face health services to provide for that. I think technology clearly is gonna play a big role. But moving on from that, if we think about uh, technology that could play a wider impact in society as a whole, right back at the start, we talked about how the uh, lockdown is changing the nature of human interaction, right? Where people relied largely upon uh, face-to-face interactions and. Uh, social gatherings and things like that now we can no longer do that so how can technology be applied here to to facilitate that process so people are largely using things like zoom for face-to-face interactions online things like that but where i think uh, there's quite a unique potential here is in in gaming so in in particular i read an article uh, about fortnite which is Quite a popular game, particularly um, mostly among teenagers. But I think the vision of Fortnite uh, is what really struck me here, and it's that uh, Fortnite sees, or the creator of Fortnite sees it as a potential social platform prior to even being a game, right? So this this article exactly was about how Travis Scott, who's a fa- quite a famous rapper, he he held an online concert for people in Fortnite. And so where Fortnite is usually this massive open world kind of shooting game where you play with your friends, now instead it was a means for friends to come together and watch a concert by their favourite artist. And I think 10 or 12 million people tuned into this. So in that sense, I, I imagine it was probably the biggest concert ever. And the feedback from fans and from users was that it was a really, really positive experience to hang out with their friends and and watch this artist in a concert. And I think this idea for, for a lot of people is quite hard to grasp. How, how can you find meaning or, or enjoyment in that? But it, it goes to show that we're, we're reassessing what it means to interact with our friends. And in that process, we're seeing completely new possibilities open up. What do you think of that Hamza? Yeah
0: no Harry you've mentioned some really interesting points over here and uh, I mean my mind just quickly goes to um, films like Blade Runner or like Player One and and uh, <laughs> ex- essentially the extreme version of this reality that they depict and whether we're heading that way or not but bringing it back to sort of mental health and, and Covid so how do you think such transform like new levels of interacting with our peers um online how, how do you think that's affecting people's mental health is it a good thing is it a bad thing or a bit of both sure.
1: yeah uh, so i think the important thing is that it's a bit of a double-edged sword so it's been quite widely publicized that violent video games for for young children in particular uh There's been a lot of publicity about how damaging those can be to children's development, uh, how they display aggressive behavior to their peers, things like that. So there's been a very, very negative um, connotation associated with gaming, particularly uh, for young children. But more recently, there have been a number of articles uh, in academic papers that have shown that actually uh, gaming in... In, in certain if certain criteria are fulfilled, like gaming in moderate amounts, in which you're socializing with friends, can actually be really really beneficial as a stress reliever and also as a socializing tool. Um, so I think again that there's two sides to this. There is the inherently addictive property of gaming, which can be very damaging, but the fact that we're seeing games like Fortnite and and other going forward, many other games are going to be taking gaming and and creating a social platform out of it, more so than the gaming side of it, I think that opens up a whole host of new possibilities for how, instead of just being being a niche market, it could open up to society as a means for how how we all interact with each other. Um, While that might be a distant vision right now, I think that that seems to be the way things are heading and um, potentially really quite an interesting a turn of events in the future
0: yeah for sure i mean when we're on this topic of gaming and its use in or at least its impact on mental health one interesting thing that i read and is quite well known now actually you know there's been a fair bit of literature uh, posted on it as well uh, is a relationship between games that require a lot of visual attention and PTSD so for example in this interesting research uh, people who had just had a really bad road traffic accident were actually asked to play Tetris in the uh, and before they wow. were seen by a doctor yeah uh, I don't know how the ethical issues with this research but uh, essentially yeah they were asked to play Tetris uh, which requires a lot of visual attention and the idea is that In those immediate few hours after a traumatic event, your brain is still laying down the memories, um, essentially the visual memories that then when you develop PTSD, resurface themselves uh, uh, through exposure to certain triggers and stimuli. And by playing Tetris, a game that involves a lot of visual attention, you disrupt that process of laying down memories and it helps reduce those uh, traumatic thoughts that come later. Yeah, and and that's there is a fair bit of evidence base behind that that in the efficacy of that. So it's it's it just goes back to the point that we made at the start, Harry, about how technology in its and, and novel ways of using technology is changing so many aspects of our life and mental health and psychiatry. That's just one of those aspects.
1: For sure, and I, I think bringing it back to COVID and lockdown, uh, this it's quite a unique opportunity. I mean, one stat that I read, which is, which was published by Verizon, which is, I think, the biggest internet provider in the US, is that they've seen a 30% increase across the board in internet usage uh, since lockdown begun. 28%, uh, or there, there has been a 28% increase in video streaming, but there's been a 70% increase in gaming in particular. And uh, I think that shows that people are increasingly turning to gaming as, as, a, as an outlet and as a form of escapism from, from all of our experiences. Um, and I think that lockdown in particular is, is an opportunity to explore how we can incorporate ideas about good mental health into that and how we can socialize differently. Um, and yeah, how that process can develop going forward is, is definitely something we should keep an eye on. For sure, for sure.
0: Um right nice one so interesting ideas we spoke a little bit about how mental health is being affected by technology and a little bit about gaming and essentially its relationship with mental health and going future what we could imagine the gaming world to look like so thank you so much for listening to us we would again love to hear your comments and uh, essentially a discussion would be great what do you have what do you guys think about
1: the topic in general or any thoughts um it would be much appreciated Sure. I think, in particular, what uh, what mental health could look like uh, in the in the coming months or years, given new technologies uh, that that could be used, but also more broadly, what could socialising look like um, given new uses of technology and and the new uh, pressures on on in-person socialising that are coming with lockdown. Uh, what I would like to draw people's attention to is our Twitter account which is definitely a great space to stay in touch with what we do. Um, it's uh, AI underscore Futuromed. And on, on that account, we, we post various articles and we also post our recordings. So please go and check that out. Uh, and in the meantime, thanks, thanks for listening.